lock your doors, bar your windows, and get a spare change of pants at the ready. It's time for something scary now. We are going to talk about Pandemic Cthulhu. Well, Reign of Cthulhu. Now, we haven't talked about him in a few episodes, and it's starting to get a bit weird. We... I've not even been wearing my Cthulhu hat. <laughs> I know, I know. We start to... Um, feel a bit unsettled when we don't talk about our, our master in a few We get very weeks. disturbing dreams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were saying before, we only do this programme because he's controlling us from the bottom yeah. of the sea and making us do it. So, yeah, we're going to talk about him today. And so this is a version of Pandemic. So Pandemic normally is a, a game about um, containing an, an epidemic, well, a pandemic, uh, virus, a disease. Yeah, different viruses yeah. and diseases. And... So basically, this is a different version of that, but one based on the works of, of Lovecraft. And with a lot of the games, we really recognise the characters and um, a lot of these old ones. So we have um, these quite large cards that represent old ones, and these go at the top of the board. And what's basically going to happen throughout the game is every time some of the cultists, these are these little guys, there's lots of these cultists, they're all the same, but they um, they turn up in different parts of Arkham and Innsmouth and the other, the other places. And... Yeah, there's four places, uh, like little towns that they can turn up. So that's you've got Arkham, Dunwich, Innsmouth, and Kingsport. Yeah, all and places that's what the from the books. Yeah, and each of those are divided into regions, aren't they? Yeah, and um, basically we each take a investigator to travel around, and on our turns we can defeat a cultist. We, well, you've got f- you've got four actions you can do, and you can walk, you can defeat a cultist, and there's other things you can do like take the bus or seal a gate, which is like the portal type things that they're trying to bring monsters through. Basically, if three cultists um, get into one location, because more will appear each turn, won't they? And if there's three already there, and then you would have to put a fourth one there, instead of doing that they summon like the next old one so we have all the cards at the top but they'll all be kind of turned face down with just the scary backs showing so you and don't then, know what's going to be coming next you reveal yeah, them over when, yeah. the when only one time. that we do know is that right at the end there is Cthulhu so and if it comes out you lose the game don't you yeah it just says here the world is plunged into an age of madness chaos and destruction you have lost so if that unless out, unless you yeah. your ultimate aim was to plunge the world into chaos, yeah, madness, yeah. and destruction. Yeah, then it's only the other people that have lost. Yeah. <laughs> you basically won yeah. your version of the game. But so, ultimately, your game objective here is to get rid of all the gates, isn't it? To yeah. Stop if you've done that, then summoned. you've won because There's then, four gates, then no there? more ones can come through. So, one in each region. Yeah, yeah. So we've got our little um, investigators here, and it can be one of several characters. It, they're just kind of defined by their jobs. They're very shallow people. Aren't they? The doctor, isn't it? The the detective. Mm-hmm. You've got the driver, the street magician, yeah. the reporter. You've got all these, and these are if you've played um, normal pandemic, you can see where these different skills and abilities have come straight from uh, one game into this, and they've just mm-hmm. been rethemed differently. Yeah. I haven't played. I've only played games that have got Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have a sanity die. That you have to roll at certain times. Mm. Um, 
after completing a gate, uh, use the gate action after resolving yeah. the effects of a relic card. Yeah, there's yeah. Cer certain times where you have to roll one of these. Because, yeah, you can collect relics, and that's a that's a nice little thing, isn't it? Because normally mm. you're kind of just going around and you can do your unique um, ability that your character can do. But depending what relics you've collected, mm. you might have something else you can do as well. But when you use one, mm. because of the weirdness of the whole thing, you have to roll the sanity die, yeah. and it can and be. This is because the relics aren't one of your actions, because you get four actions, don't you? Yeah, you can cut... One character has uh, five, I can't remember who, but one of the characters has five actions. Uh, yeah. But then you've got your different actions that you can use, which is... The Doctor has five. That's it, that's it. Which is to walk, which means you can move from one location to an adjacent location, using uh, the bus, which is uh, travelling from a bus station. You discard <laughs> a card to go to somewhere else in that town, or yeah. anywhere on the board, if, if you've got a card that matches your current town mm -hmm. um, using the gate to go from one location to another giving a, a clue or a, a card or a relic card yeah. to somebody else in your location defeating one of these cultists mm -hmm. or you can spend three actions to defeat a shoggoth yeah or you can discard five clues to seal a gate which is one of the uh, one of the things you've got to do to win the game that is very concise and using the relic cards doesn't count as one of those actions but you can only use one on your turn can't you I think, I think sometimes you can use them like whenever. I think. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's but, just that you have it, and that's. But the some of so. sometimes, if one of the certain ancient, uh, old ones cards, make it so that only the current player can use them, can't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking. Case. So the game keeps changing depending how many old ones are out and which ones are out. So at the beginning of the game, you shuffle all the ones that aren't Cthulhu, and then just put a few of them out. So you never really know how the game is going to progress they're basically they're a little bit like the westeros cards <laughs> it's like it's like the weather which old one is stamping yeah. around the city at the moment and so, this nile lathotep card does mm -hmm. look pretty nasty doesn't it yeah yeah <laughs> and it looks like um, one of those fish on the bottom of the sea yeah investigators may no longer do the user gate action i never really do that anyway it's a, a weird thing where obviously you can you're in these different locations and you can walk to different ones, um, but you can go to one of these bus stations, mm. and you can you can use a card to take the bus, or you can use one of the cards from um, from the area that you're in. If it's like the right card for, say, you're in Arkham, and use an Arkham mm. card and discard that, then you can take the bus to anywhere, yeah. can't you? So, that I think that's really useful. Um, and you I don't, don't have to roll a sanity die for that because yeah, when I you just, use a gate, you have to because you're travelling through the a bus. horrible I mean, why, gate, aren't you? Why go through a dimension from a to a nightmare universe <laughs> and then out the other side where you can just take the bus? Yeah. And um, so I tend to do that. But yeah, if you do do one of these things, you roll the sanity die, and it is a really cool little thing. So this is the only one that we, you just have the one in the game, mm. don't you? And it can be blank, or it can have this swirly pattern. Which means you get one insanity token. You you lose you the lose sanity one. token, don't you? With right. One. So yeah, you have the sanity, and then if you lose them, four sanity tokens you start off with, aren't they? Yeah. And so yeah, you would lose one. You can lose two, and that that would be very annoying. And there is this other symbol with these two little triangle guys, and it's that is two cultists turn up in your current location. So that could be very bad. Because if you if you're rolling the sanity die too often, because there are quite a few things that will make you roll the sanity dice. Yeah, just being in a Cthulhu story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you lose all, all four of your sanity, you do go insane. 
that's not as big a problem here as it is in some of the other Lovecraftian no. games because all you do is you flip your investigator card yeah. over which means you get one less action and Give your abilities can be modified yeah. but then you have a different modifier here and you have less actions yeah that's but then you can seal a gate and become fully sane again yeah and then you just turn up in Arkham Hospital or go through some counselling I expect and then you're <laughs> sane again so. yeah um one of the interesting things I wanted to talk about is the way that... Well, there's two things. First of all, we have these Evil Stirs cards. Mm. And, and they're mixed into the deck, aren't they? Yeah, when you're setting up the deck um, of where cultists are going to turn up, because that's all kind of very random, what you do is you divide the deck into four, and then you mix one of these Evil Stirs cards into it, and then you put the deck together. Yeah. So basically, every quarter of the way through, there'll be a card at some point. It could be. Sometimes you can get one after the other as well. You can you? if you're very unlucky, but um, yeah, they're generally a little bit spaced out. You at least know that they're going to yeah. be slightly spaced out. They're not going to be just completely random. Actually, and one game we had um, three of these old ones cards revealed one after the other because we had two of yeah. the evil stirs came out simultaneously yeah and that triggered because of the drawing the cards and putting more cultists on the board mm. that meant that we then ended up with a summoning yeah which had yeah. a third card turned over yeah if the cultists get together they it's tend bad. to summon something from yeah. another dimension something something's always going to get a little bit summoned isn't it <laughs> yeah so basically what, what i was going to say though is that even if you're stopping the cultists very mm. well like one of these will still turn up every now and yeah. then and another old one will be revealed so the game still progresses the other thing was one of the things that happens when evil stirs first of all you fight the madness which is roll the sanity die then there's an awakening where you reveal the next old one then a shoggoth appears so that's one of these guys now these are a bit different to the normal baddies um, you need to use three actions to kill it mm -hmm. they don't just stay where they are Every time a little Shoggoth symbol appears um, on one of the cards that we draw, each it will move. Those cards. So yeah, each turn yeah. it's got a chance to move, hasn't it? Yeah, and what they do is they move towards the nearest gate. Now, yeah. at the start of the game, there's a gate in every location, but like, as we progress, we close some of them, don't we? So these guys are just walking slowly towards a gate, and if they get there, it's okay. But then if we reveal another Shoggoth thing, and they would normally move a bit... They, 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 they disappear, the gate, don't, don't they? they? They go in the gate and they cause another old one to appear. So basically you want to stop these guys from getting to the gates. The fourth thing that happens on an Evil Stirs card is the cultists regroup. And I think mm. this is a, a great mechanic because what you do is you shuffle the cards, that location cards that you've already used, you shuffle them and then you put them back on the top of the deck. Mm. And what that means is that locations that have had cultists appear in the past are likely to have them again because you're getting the same cards just shuffling them and putting them back on, on top so basically as you progress through the game the same places are getting cultists there's like mm. these areas where there's a lot of cult activity it's like where they're doing a lot of recruiting or I don't know what they're doing but um, you get those areas and as you go through obviously you get a bit further through the deck each time mm. and there's more locations that they're spread to so sometimes some games you play there'll just be a lot of cultists like say in Arkham and then not many in Dunwich mm. until later in the game and then 
later on you have to start moving over to Dunwich to try and um, defeat them there as well. So I think that just works very well um, because it's not completely random. Yeah. You can kind of know where they might appear, which is what it'd be like if you were an investigator. Yeah. You wouldn't be completely clueless. Yeah. And I think as well it's um, it's quite interesting how some of the different player abilities work because mm-hmm. um, you might be thinking, right, well I'm going to go and try and go to this area and contain as many of these quarters as I can while this player, because of their abilities, mm. are going to go and try and chase down a Shoggoth and, make it, and try yeah. and make sure you're using your character to the best. Same with Pandemic. Um, but it's actually a very fast-paced game. Mm. I actually find this much faster than Pandemic. On your turn, uh, the way it works is that you can you do your four actions, then you draw two player cards and resolve if you're fortunate enough to get one, one of the Evil Stirs cards, and then you uh, draw summoning cards. Now, your drawing player cards are when you're getting your clue cards and possibly some relics, yeah. um, but then you've also got your drawing your summoning cards, which are telling you where to put your the cultists. The cultists. Yeah. And that's where things usually go really badly very quickly. And you can, as we say, you can, within the space of a couple of turns, have several old ones summoned mm. and the game can end. I mean, I've known games of this end in like 15 minutes because it's you've just had a, a really bad chain of events. So there is a bit of a random element, but it's I like how fast-paced the game is. I like the way it's themed. I think uh, taking... Uh, I mean, it's it's thin Lovecraftian. You're not going into the, really the lore of it like you do with maybe some of the other games like uh, Aldrich or or uh, Mansions of Madness. But the theme actually suits really, really well to this game. And I like that it's co-op and we're mm-hmm. playing together as a team. We're working together. Um, I think some people might not like the random nature of it, but then the same w- would be said for Pandemic. It can be annoying when you keep turning over cards that mean you keep having to draw more ancient ones um, but on the plus side if that happens and the game suddenly ends it's very quick to reset and play another game yeah and when you shuffle the old ones and put them back out again I mean it could be a completely different game the next time very much so and on some of those cards you've got the potential to be able to turn some of those cards over it doesn't slow the track down but it just means that you cancel out that old one's ability you can cancel their ability sometimes. Mm. There's some artifacts that you can put on top of an old one, isn't there, yeah. as well? I Let definitely feel that this is a tougher game than Pandemic. Right. But I prefer it for that. Mm. Okay. I think I um, never really feel like I want to play Pandemic. Um, I mean, I'm all in favour of viruses being contained, but <laughs> you know, as far as a game goes, I prefer this kind of theme. Mm. Um and like you say, the theme, the artwork is is great. The theme works really well for a game like this because basically you rely a lot on your imagination. Mm. Really, you um, you're trying to stop these monsters from being drawn through into our world, and you do kind of really feel like you're doing that mm. <laughs> while you while you're playing it because. Like these cultists appear in different places, and you think, "Oh, I have to try and travel over there before they." And you don't know whether or not they're going to manage to do an awakening before yeah. you get there. Yeah, there could be other concerns as well. There could be a shoggoth walking towards a gate somewhere else. And yeah, it, yeah you, you get quite into. Or it. you can be in a place, and the shoggoth moves in. You know. Yeah, and then you have to roll the sanity die because yeah. <laughs> it's so ugly. So yeah, and it's, it's, it's a yeah, and 
with the board, I love the artwork on the board. The board's beautiful. When Heather was with us, we played this, and we actually ended up trying to make it atmospheric, so we put some music on, played by candlelight, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> that was re- that was fun. That was cre- that was creepy, but it was creepy fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was very creepy, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it does work quite well by candlelight. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you don't need to see that much. But These the guys are quite bright as well. Like, they show up in the, in the light. Yeah, yeah, the light reflects off them fairly well. Mm. So, yeah. I definitely enjoyed this. Much prefer this to normal Pandemic. Mm. And if you have played Pandemic, you'll pick this up and you'll go through this rule book in about five minutes because so much of the, the mechanics are the same. Mm. So, that is Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu by Z-Man Games. Farewell, Questa. To find out about other productions by the Middlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at middlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Questa, farewell and keep thine axe sharp.